We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. You want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, June 15th. We're almost we're almost getting to the summer. I mean, so for some people, it kind of feels like the summer already. We're what, six days away, seven days away from the longest day of the year. Uh, typically, the longest day of the year is... Uh, is a MLK Day uh, NBA basketball or Christmas NBA basketball. That to me, that's the longest day of the year, right? You get like six NBA games all scattered apart, and you have to do all that late swap for DFS. That's the longest day of the year. I don't know; they should be changing that around. At least it feels like that. But good morning, good morning to YouTube chat, the early birds, Wataz, Jay Simmons. Kickstarts here. Devin's in the chat. You can say hi to him. He shows up once in a while. I guess Steve is taking the day off. I had a day off yesterday. I had to go in for a, for a doctor's appointment. I do every six weeks. But I'm back answering your strategy questions here, helping you become a better DFS player with some unstructured learning. You send in your questions. I got answers, okay? So email in your questions, questions at theoryofdfs.com, and I cover them on the show. Even if you, even, hey, even if you don't watch. Right. Even if you, you tune in every so often, I will always email you back when when I answer your question, when I talk about it on the show. So you at least know, like when you, you submit a question and maybe you don't hear from me for two or three weeks and I go out, oh, covered it on today's show. And you come back and you go, OK, well, let me take a look. But hopefully you're here every day. You're hitting you're hitting that subscribe button. You're hitting the thumbs up button. Hit those thummy thumbs. You know, it's, it's free content. Help it. It cost you a thumbs up. 
cost you a like. So hit that like button. Uh, but if you want structured learning, obviously you could pick up the theory of daily fantasy sports, how to think like a professional DFS player, as well as the advanced player's guide with the custom Excel tools over at theoryofdfs.com. You get this and you get a Roto-Grinders premium subscription. So you can get all of our projections, all of our numbers, all of our content, all of our premium explanations and research tools. Uh, I mean, you could, you could become a profitable DFS player or at least be much more competitive than you are. Uh, but uh, today I'm, I'm talking about a, a question that was uh, uh, submitted by J- oh, Jason McGuffey again, talking about NBA showdown. So he, he was, uh, I don't want to get, get into the, like the detail details of the question, but uh, he was playing NBA showdown uh, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, maybe I'll just bring it up on the screen. Why not? Right. Good news. Oh, he has good news. I finally got the message about duplication. Had a low stakes large field tournament with four lineups, scored the top two scores, but it was a 31 weight, 32 way tie for first place and a 76 way tie for 33rd place. I thought taking Maxi and Smart in the captain spots was different, but wow, not different enough. How low do I have to go? Well, I mean, low is not necessarily the only thing, right? So we, we talk about, you know, ownership sum and ownership product. We talked about that on Tuesday. So go check out the show then about judging your lineup, the, 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 le- the, the amount of leverage or the, the, the amount, the least amount of duplication, even combinatorically in your lineup uh, based on like the sum of the ownership. So like, like I brought up like golf showdown slate, you know, just, just to show some example, even though obviously the projections aren't going to be uh, for, for one round, obviously Scotty Scheffler is not going to score 75 points for one round. These are the, the, the full, full slate uh, median projections, but uh, like we put together, like it would just like the optimal based on these projections of six golfers, like 385.83 at 108% ownership. So you can judge that like a very heavily, heavily possibly duplicated lineup more, you know, much more owned in combination is going to be around 108%. But we showed on, on Tuesday that if I replace, you know, Rory McIlroy at, you know, 14% with someone at like 2%, right? It's a drop of 12 percentage points in, in, in ownership, but you get so much more unique that way. Right. Even though like I could, I could shave off like 3% of like two or 3% from all the other golfers and then end up having, you know, a 19% this guy, a 16% that guy, a 12%, a 15%. And in combination, that actually may be more owned, right? More duplicated, more combinatorically similar to other lineups than the one with like the 2% on player. That doesn't mean the one with the 2% on player makes it, oh, that's that's a better lineup. But just understand how ownership sum doesn't tell the whole story. The ownership product of the other lineup would actually be much lower. And that's one way, one blunt way or more precise than what you're doing way of uh, predicting duplication. Cause that's not just the ownership sum. It's not just the ownership product. It's also how the players based on salary and position, obviously in golf, we don't have to worry about positions, but how the salaries work together with one another, because most people build lineups that spend most of the salary. And typically, typically you get more projection from doing so. In golf, you rarely see 
pricing inefficiencies where a $45,000 lineup projects for more than a 50K lineup. Now, you may get some 48.8s. You may get some 49.3s. You may get some some of those, right? But you're unlikely to get ones where you're leaving four or 5000 on the table. Are you going to be unique doing that? Yes, you'll be much less likely to be duplicated that way, but also you're going to be giving up projection in order to do so. So how do you judge how low do you have to go? Well, I think it's not just lower. Like, if, obviously, if you went down to 20%, yeah, that's that, that's way low, right? You're, you're fine. You're, pro- you're probably going to be unique. You're probably also going to be sacrificing a lot of projection. So you need to think in terms. You have to put these things in combination with, well, what do Rory McIlroy lineups look like? What do lineups that have two 9K players look like? I'm using, I'm using PGA as an example. But you could do this for any sport, for baseball, right? What are lineups that have, you know, there's going to be a 58% owned 11K player. And there's going to be a pitcher, right? And there's going to be a 34% owned $8,800 pitcher. It's like, what? well, what types of stacks could fit into those that adhere to 50K in salary? Well, those combinations are going to be much more owned together than maybe the individual player ownership suggests. Right. So it's not just a matter of like, Judge, uh, Justin Rose is 22% owned. It's like individually, sure. But like, how many Justin Rose lineups have uh, Tommy Fleetwood in it? Right. The ownership product would state, right? We do like 0.22 times 0.18. And we go, okay, the, the overlap of that is about 3.9%, about 4%. Right. So Rose plus, so we, we can on average say that. Forgetting about salary constraints or anything like that, that we should expect that if one player is 22% owned, if one player is in 22% of the lineups and Fleetwood is in 18% of the lineups, the overlap would be about 4%. But that isn't true. That would be true in a just mathematical average. But because Rose is 8K and Fleetwood is 8K and people are playing this guy at whatever price, it's quite possible that Instead of 4% of lineups having Rose plus Fleetwood, it could actually be 7% of lineups because of salary construction. It could also go the opposite way, right? It could go that, well, not many people are building that kind of a construction. And instead of 4% of lineups having both, maybe only 2 or 3% of lineups having both. So thinking in those terms of, well, more people that are playing, like, for instance, we have Siwoo Kim, at uh, 7,400. And I, obviously I'm looking on this slate, you know, for the U.S. Open. I have no idea. I'm not playing. I'm not playing PGA DFS. So forgive me if like, like maybe some of this ownership may be a little off or something. But I mean, just taking a look at like the most owned golfers. Like you have to figure that, that in order to play Scotty Shuffler at 11.3K, like you're going to need some low price golfers, right? So these, these, these 15% owned you know, the Wyndham Clarks or Mito Pereiras. Like if I plug in like Scotty Scheffler here and lock him in and just run from there. Yeah, you get the right. Look, look at what happens. You get Clark and Kim in your lineup because Scotty Scheffler is 11.3K. So had, you're going to need to use some low price golfers in order to make a lineup with him. So even though Scotty Scheffler is 23% owned and Wyndham Clark is 15% owned, Logic would suggest, on average, mathematically, we go 0.23 times 0.15, that, oh, 3.45% of Linus will have both of them. But we know that isn't true, because 
the more likely, if you have Scheffler in your lineup, the more likely that lineup is to have Wyndham Clark. So it's quite possible out of the 15, out of the 23% of Scotty Scheffler lineups, that out of the 15% of Clark lineups, like 10% exist. If you understand what I'm talking about, that like Wyndham Clark's uh, correlation in lineups to Scotty Scheffler is much higher than like Justin Rose or Tommy Fleetwood, or especially like the 9K golfers, because you're spending 11.3K on a golfer. Now, if you're not building that construction, let's say, let's say you're playing, uh, let's say Xander Shoffley and Tyrell Hatton at 9K, right? You kind of, you're not, you're not playing ROM or you're not going above like 9,500. Like we put that together. We see here, it's like, Okay, you're going to get Fleetwood, Rose, Fowler, Kim, right? And two 9K golfers. What happens if you put in, you don't play any of the 9K golfers, right? You you Or you play Hatton. Let's find another. Let's uh, 8,500 Dustin Johnson and maybe 9,200 Cameron Smith. Okay, let me reload this because uh, I don't think I get to play this many. Imagine if I got to play three, four, five uh, Tommy Fleetwoods in my lineup. I, I'd win all the time, probably. Unless, obviously, Fleetwood has a bad day. Right, so let's say we put in, you know, so and still 18%, 13%, 13%. Like we see here, it's like, okay, you get Fleetwood, but you don't get Rose, right? Because you can't afford Rose in this type of lineup. So based on this, you could start seeing, like, what combinations of players are more likely to exist within one another based on the median projection. And Richie Smalls uh, in, in chat is like, damn, dude, you're literally telling my lineup. Well, hopefully you didn't play it in large field GPPs, right? Hopefully, I'm actually, probably hopefully you didn't play it in small field GPPs. You, 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 it's going to be very hard for you to separate yourself from the field because you're sharing a lot of points with what the field is sharing, even in combination. So it's not just individual player ownerships. We say this all the time on the show, right? It's not about the players. It's about the lineups. Right, you could play the chalkiest guy, but you that means in the rest of your lineup, you need to make up that 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 over ownership with under owned players with lower owned players. Defic also says somebody named Cookie Monster forgot to enter their 150 into the US Open. That has to be pretty painful. 4K right in the toilet. I I I never understand that. Right. I mean, obviously, someone could screw up or whatever. Like, don't reserve contests. I don't get people do that. People do that all the time. I'm going to reserve an entry in this contest. No, just build a dummy lineup. Build a lineup. Build a, a reasonable enough lineup. Right. You don't even have to put in like just backups or whatever. Just look, construct, go, go to lineup HQ, press the optimize button, right? And say, okay, this is, this is, this is a reasonable lineup that, that, that if, Anything happened to me, or my computer blew up, or my phone exploded, or uh, I'm, I'm stuck in the wilderness with no internet connection. Worst case scenario, you have lineups that like, or it's like, okay, I can I can min cash with these at least. I could you know have some reasonable expectation. I'm not just throwing it away because if you don't enter anything, like you're dead. It's zero. Like it's nothing, right? So I mean that that that's one tip, I guess, right? One tip that, that I could give you. Don't don't reserve entries, right? Make a dummy lineup and then enter that into contests. So you never get into these types of situations. But we're talking about duplication. Like we have to not only judge the ownership sum, the ownership product, 
and the salary because of the the combinations. But that that's it's very hard to do. We have this large field in golf, right? We have so many golfers, right? Especially ones that are that are like mid-level owned. We're not talking about like Taylor Montgomery at 1.2%. It's like you got Patrick Reed at 11. You got William, you got uh, Russell Henley at 10 and Denny McCarthy at 10. And you got uh, Jason Day at 9 and Cameron Young at 12. And Corey Connors at 10 and Adam Scott at 16. It's like you can build a lot of lineups that have a very that same similar ownership sum. Like, a, oh, here's a lineup with a whole bunch, you know, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. That's six, like 72% ownership. It's like, well, there's a lot of combinations of 72% owned total in, in the in the lineup players, but some combinations are going to be used more than others. And that's really dependent on the salary. So how can we judge this better, right? You could do this manually. You could look and you go, okay, what combinations? It seems like Rose and Fleetwood tend to show up a lot together, right? Because of their price and projection, right? It seems like uh, if I played Scotty Scheffler, that Siwoo Kim or Wyndham Clark show up a lot based on that. And what you could do, you could use groups and lineup HQ. You could avoid those combinations, right? Now, it doesn't mean that you can't make lineups that have those combinations. You just have to make sure that those lineups are owned even less than your other lineups, right? So a lineup at 80% owned that has, you know, Scheffler plus Kim plus Wyndham Clark is, is almost like having a 90 or 100% owned right? Total lineup. Like you almost have to give it credit for that because combinatorically those players are going to connect to each other much more in the contest than simply what the ownership sum says. And then vice versa, you may find a lineup that 80% ownership sum just like that, but it has, you know, it has an 8% on this guy and a 15% on that guy, but that 15% on guy is at a different price point. And this combination, just less people are going to do. Okay. That lineup, that lineup is you could judge it as being less than 80% ownership sum as, as far as what you're judging, you know, the duplication by, right? But you know what an easier way to do this? You know the easier way? Well, we, well, well I have an Excel tool that, that will that will do this reasonably enough for you. It's, it's not perfect. You're never going to be able to predict like the exact amount of dupes that are, are going to be in your contest. But if you want a, a more precise way of doing so and judging your lineup set building a whole bunch of lineups and going okay i'm going to weed out the ones that are that are much more likely to be duped than others well james mccool and i well i mean he's the one that programming it but i but i work with him to uh, to build an excel tool that will that will help you along with this you will need the excel tool as well as lineup hq because you need to have projections and a way to build lineups so i'm going to switch over to the to the excel screen we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go over there. Maybe I'll make it a little bit bigger. Right. Make it a little bit bigger. Okay. So here in the Excel, the theory of DFS for uh, for advanced players, Excel tools, you hear in uh, Excel, you have uh, on the sheet, insert projections, right? You can clear them out. I already did it, right? So basically, you know, we have a download button on Lineup HQ for the projections. You get that in, uh, in, uh, in a CSV document. You open in Excel. You cut and paste the columns, the player ID, position, name. Fantasy points, projected ownership, ceiling floor, salary, you put that all in. Then there's another tab that where you put your lineups, okay? So I could go in, let's say I'm going to build, I'm just going to, by default, just build 100 lineups, okay? Or not even 100, let's, let's uh, something that'll fit on the screen. So I'll have 50 lineups, all right? So fit, and most likely these are going to be much more owned lineups because I'm just, it's just knapsack problem solving just of, you know, the, meeting projections so this lineup that we have right here this, this optimal lineup over here should should be should be the first lineup in this set so i'm gonna build 50 now I, i'm gonna take this 50 as an example i'm gonna i'm gonna export this and i'm gonna put it into excel right so i export it here right this stuff is very easy to do people are like oh i'm not that technically savvy or whatever dude this is all cutting and pasting like there's really not much else. There's some some buttons that are very clearly clearly marked on the documents, and then everything else is just cutting and pasting, right? So I'm getting I'm getting the the, the lineups. You can see right here, right? I downloaded that. I had to hit the export button. So here you go. Here's all the lineups. You have the the headers, the G G G G G, right? And then you get all the lineups here, right? So all I'm gonna, all I'm going to do is cut and paste, right? Just A to F, all the columns, right? Right-click, copy, right, move that over, and I'm just going to put it, plug it right in, paste right here. So there you go. Paste it. Done. Right, that's all the technical knowledge you really need. Can you cut and paste on your computer? Then I'm going to press the button that says load lines, and it's going to give me the portfolio check screen, right? Using the projections that are on your side, you know, it'll show you the median projection. It'll show you the ownership and everything, right? So you see here, here's all the lineups that you plugged in, right? Here's the salary, right? And obviously the higher up you go in salary, it's like kind of the, the more likely to be duplicated. Hence, we even give you, you know, like red for pay attention and green for like, I think, you know, it's much less likely, right? Those are the lower salary lineups, the projection of the lineup, medium projection, the ownership sum, and then a calculation of what is projected and predicted on average, based on the ownership product and the salary of how often this lineup will be duped in whatever field size. Let me make this a little bit bigger, right? You can see here, right? You put in the field size. This is a 100,000 entry contest, right? I don't know what the size of the contests are for the U.S. Open, but let's say it's a large field contest. It may actually be more entries than that. So you can see here that top lineup of thick, of, uh, Kim, Fowler, Rose, Fleetwood, Hatton, Rory McIlroy. Because obviously in golf, there's a lot more options. Like this is this is much more useful in MMA, 
in uh, in NFL or NBA showdown, which is not the, there's only so many combinations. Golf, I mean, the U.S. Open, they're gonna have what 150 golfers or whatever. So it's a little bit a little, a little bit less likely you're gonna be duped. But this is a good tool to go in and go, dude. A hundred thousand entry contest. I shouldn't really be playing any lineup that like is more than one, right? Because <clears throat> the amount of options that there actually are. You can go through here and you can see that's his first lineup. Average dupes four. It's quite possible in the in the contest you'll see that dupe 14 times, right? You look down here. Here's another four, right? Where, where's this other four? Shoffley, Hatton, Fleetwood, Rose, Fowler, Young. Four. Maybe that only ends up being duped twice. I mean, this is kind of like a prediction based on the salary and based on the ownership side and product. So what you could do in this tool is you could build 300 lineups in lineup HQ. You could build different sets of lineups. I mean, in Excel, I mean, you, you could go into this lineup screen and you could cut and paste 10 sets of 300 lineups. I've, I've done up to 3,000 lineups in here. It'll take it a little extra second or two, the more lineups you, you put in. But I've had some people that were able to you know, do five, 6,000 lineups. You have to wait a little bit longer, but I mean, a couple of seconds. Like You're not sitting around for five minutes waiting for this. So even though lineup HQ is limited to 300, to build 300 lineups, but you can build different. You can, I'm going to build 300 Scotty Scheffler lineups. I'm going to build 300 Tyrell Hatton lineups. I'm going to build, and feel free to just throw them all in with the projections. You have to insert the projections, obviously, that you download from lineup HQ. And then you go here and take a look at the dupes. You could sort by it, right? I could sort by this descending, right? I could also trim by the the number by the by the dupes, right? Dupe threshold is twenty, right? Right. I could trim out these these two four lineups right here, right? So if I put make my dupe threshold three. Trim the threshold; it'll it'll remove those, right? I don't even have to. I don't even have to sort this, right? It'll do it anyway. You don't even have to make it so it's three, two, one. <coughs> it'll knock them out. Maybe you don't want. Maybe you don't even want to play ones that are possibly duped three times. I mean, you probably don't want to play anything that's over one, right? So you could even you know dupe threshold one, trim the threshold, done, right? It'll get rid of those lineups that are over the dupe threshold. What you could also do is trim lineups that only include certain players in it, right? Because what it'll show you on the side also is your exposure that's left in what what lineups are left in your portfolio. So for instance, once out of this fictional 50 set, right? Let's Let's say I'm trying to get down to 20 lineups. Let's just say. And I've already put in God knows how many. Like, you know, whatever. You can put in 584 lineups, whatever. Be like, I'm only gonna play 20. Well, it's hard, like, like if we didn't show you, like, well, how many lineups have certain players? And maybe you don't want to have 91% Ricky Fowler. Maybe it's like, okay, I only, I'm playing 20 lineups, but I want to get rid of some of the Ricky Fowler lineups, but what types of lineups would you rather get rid of Ricky Fowler? I'd rather get rid of the lineups that are more duplicated, right? So I want to get rid of the, the Ricky Fowler lineups that are over the dupe threshold of zero, right? This will, I mean, this will send you underneath 20, but now I could set it so the trim lineups just including 
Ricky Fowler. So I set the dupe threshold at zero, which means all these ones, if I just had this at all, would go away. But now since I put the key player in there, Ricky Fowler, when I hit the trim to threshold, it should only trim or remove the lineups in this one that have Ricky Fowler in it, right? Which I which may actually be, okay, not all of them, right? If we go through here, there's Ricky Fowler's here, Ricky Fowler there. Okay, this on line 10, that's a not Ricky Fowler lineup. And then we also have on line 12, that's a not, and that's, you know, those two lineups. So when I hit trim to threshold, I should get rid of all the singularly duplicated Ricky Fowler lineups other than those two. Right, because it's just going to go through and trim the lineups with the key player. That's what it should do. I'm hoping it does. Right, there we go. Done. Right, so now you're down to 13. You're down down to 12 lineups now. Right, so you could do this. You could go in and go. Okay, I'm going to put. I'm going to. You could build a 150 set. You could build a 20 set. You could build a 300 set. My suggestion is to build way more lineups than you need, and then trim from there. So we could go into lineup HQ and build. 3,000 lineups, 5,000, 10,000 lineups. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure how far you have to go there. You could try different combinations. You could go in and go, well, let me build 100 lineups that have Scotty Scheffler but don't have Wyndham Clark or uh, Siwoo Kim in them. Build a group, right? You go in and you build a group. You say max one or something. And you go, okay, I'm going to build 100 lineups like that. And then you go in and go, okay, now I'm going to take off the group. I don't mind lineups that have Scheffler, Clark, Kim, but I need the ownership sum on those lineups to be 70 or below. So you, so you set lineup HQ and you go, okay, max 70 for just that set of lineups. And you build a hundred of those, right? And then you take off those settings and you go, okay, to the next, to the next thing. Okay. I want to see uh, lineups that don't have Fleetwood and Rose together. I want to see lineups that have Fleetwood and Rose together, but are much lower owned. Like, and you could go through and you could just churn out with lineup HQ using our, our player projections as well as the ownership projections to just keep on churning out lineups and then do your strategic trimming for your portfolio and your diversification, your, your kind of portfolio management in the theory of DFS Excel tool. And if you're doing this for Emma, if obviously we have a regular portfolio trimmer where you could start trimming by ownership, by projection, by everything like that. I mean, that would be good for classic slates, but I just wanted to highlight Ones for like small field golf, MMA, showdown type of things that you're primarily getting rid of lineups because of duplication, not because of any type of projection or ownership sum. Those numbers are much more blunt than putting all the variables together and go, okay, I think this lineup, but we see an MMA. I've put, I've been lineups in, M- in an M- this MMA tool into this, into this uh, spreadsheet and seen lineups. This lineup's projected to be duplicated 52 times. This one is 22 times. This one is 36 times. I mean, like, get very heavily duplicated lineups. You really don't want to play those at all, right? And depending on the size of the slate, I mean, most of the time, you're you're aiming for under five. We'll even show you on the side, right, right here, under 20. How many of your lineups that are that are still left are under, under 20 dupes, under 10 dupes, under five dupes, and unique, right? Your max projection, they'll give you all of this information. Right. And then once you're done, you could just you could essentially take the line and cut and paste these lineups into your into your your CSV, your lineup CSV for DraftKings, and you upload it and you're done. Right. 
even if you're not going to use the trimming function on 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 this on this tool, I still think it's useful that you're going to build 150 lineups for the mini max. And you go, okay, let me judge to see what am I playing lineups? Am I playing any lineups that are, that I are, are clearly negative EV just from a duplication stand st- standpoint, right? And maybe out of your 150 lineups, there's seven lineups that are like over 20. And if, that, if you can just get rid of those seven lineups, I mean, that increases the, the EV total of your portfolio. It allows you to double check on whether or not that you're, you're building bad lineups, either lineups that are too high owned or too low projected. For this tool, the duplication predictor, it's, it's more for, is, is it too high owned? Defix says it's important to differentiate complete and partial duplication. Yeah, that's what I meant by, you know, combinatorial ownership. Entire lineup dupes are worst case, but four out of six with a lot of the field is almost as bad. Yes, that's correct also, right? This tool is a little bit more for, like, here's the full lineup. But still, you'd much rather have lineups that have a similar projection and similar ownership that have lower owned combinations than other lineups, right? There's a big difference. I'm going to play the five chalkiest players and a 1% owned player. And a difference of, I'm going to play six, 12%, eight to 12% on players that not many are pl- playing in combination. I'd much rather have the the six V six, right? I'd much rather have the four V four than the one V one or the two V one, two, two V two, right? But that's what I, that's why the point that I'm making is that building different combinations, not just simply because you could do, okay, give me 300 lineups with a top ownership of 70. Well, it's quite possible in those 300 lineups, there's very similar combinations of players. So when you're looking at the duplication predictor, it's going, okay, do three. But you're playing a lot of lineups that have like the same three or four players in it also. So like you're 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 not putting yourself in in as advantageous of a position in your portfolio to take advantage of like, well, more people are playing those four players together. I can still play a ton of those four players. I can be overexposed to all four players, but maybe just not in as much in combination with one another. So yes, defect, it is, it is correct. And that's why using a tool like uh like the theory DFS duplication predictor and lineup HQ, so throw back up on the screen, is a way to build better lineups for contests, especially those like Jason uh McGuffey asked about like NBA showdown, where you know, it's very, very difficult to make more unique lineups, right? Oh, I thought I was different with a 4% on captain. People say that all the time, right? They play NFL showdown, right? They play NFL showdown and it's a hundred thousand entries in the contest. And they go, I'm going to, I'm going to play the 2% on captain at 4,800 or something, right? Well, what's 2% of a hundred thousand? That's still 2000 lineups that have that captain in it. Right, I was try. I thought I would be unique. No, you're not. There's two thousand people. There's two thousand lineups. So look, how many combinations now exist with that guy and the captain? There may not be as many as you think. There's not. There's less than two thousand of them. So what ends up happening is that lineup. You know that they see is like, oh my god, that was duplicated twenty eight times. But I played a two percent owned captain. It's like, well, you're playing a hundred thousand entry contest. That two percent owned captain in a hundred entry contest is only going to be in two lineups. So it's much more likely your lineup is going to be unique. But in the large field, no, you're you're playing a 2% on captain and you're spending 
uh, 49.8. Like, how many combinations of that exist? I mean, two, out of the 2,000, that, that, that 50, 100, maybe a 1v1 off of that. Like, it's not as unique as you think it is. That's why just simply going by ownership sum is, that doesn't tell the whole story. So I hope, uh, you know, I answered Jason's question. And as I always do, I, sh- I even show it on the show, right? I'll, right. If you, if you, if you send in a question, questions at theoryofdfs.com, right? I know this is from May 12th, but I let them, I let them pile up because, you know, we have, we have grinders lives. We have, you know, James comes on on Mondays. I do MMA stuff on the first look on Fridays. And we go through this, right? Especially, especially during the slower periods, right? And it's pretty much just baseball on during football season. Be a little, but football seems to come around. Football, we'll have the end of baseball. We'll have uh, you know NBA starts up, and then 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 we're all over the place, right? So I, I like uh, seeing the the questions pile up, and I'll always say it's like I uh, covered this on today's show. Right? So even if Jason is not currently watching, or didn't plan on watching today, or skip today's show. Right. If you send in a question, I'll just let you know. I cover this on the day show. There you go. Done. 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 Okie doke. And then we have a wrestling question in the chat. Right. Yeah. I just I just started a wrestling YouTube channel or whatever. I I I would rant and rave about wrestling stuff, and I just feel like you know, like sometimes on Twitter, I'm like, oh, I'm going to mention something about wrestling, and then you know, I would say 98% of people that follow me are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I needed to find an outlet or whatever. So if you want to. If you want to, we're going to subscribe to the Theory of Pro Wrestling podcast and the YouTube channel. Feel free to go ahead. But I, I don't want to bog down uh, the answering questions about wrestling on, uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the DFS podcast, the DFS pregame show. How long will it take CM Punk to take the title off MJF? Well, why don't you tune in to the, that, to that other, to the other place? Go on Twitter. Ask me on Twitter. I'll reply on Twitter for that, but it, we ain't going to turn this show into anything other than Helping you become a better DFS player. That's what we try to do here at Roto Grinders, right? You're not, you, you can't use the theory of DFS tools without having some projection source, some way of getting ownership, unless you're doing it yourself. So I would suggest you subscribe here. So click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month combo premium, get everything. You even get access to our premium Discord, right? And I have a channel in there and you could feel free. You could post and talk. You could talk to me anytime you wanted to, right? That's the best way. Right, not my Twitter DMs as much, and not email as much. Just sign up to Roto Grinders, go into the Blenders Game Theory channel, and dude, I sometimes have hours long conversations with people in there to post your stuff. I do coaching calls in there as well. I think the next one is uh, uh, the end of June, I think June twenty eighth or something. You come on, we have we have pretty intelligent conversations between good DFS players. You could join in. We don't record them, right? So you could share whatever it is that you want. So uh, I'd love to have you like and subscribe as always. Give me those dummy thumbs. You know how much I love those dummy thumbs. It wakes me up here in the morning. And uh, we got we got plenty of stuff on the YouTube channel today. We got we got MLB. We got obviously the U.S. Open. So feel free to play the, the round one, round two, round three, round four, all the showdown contests. We got Noto and cards. Uh, the, the, listen to them. And uh, yeah, we got the Will with the props and the Pickums and Grant on scores and odds channel. We got so much stuff going on here. We appreciate you subscribing and liking them all. But I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about. It. I, I I hope it's a fourteen fight slate. 
I hope. I hope we keep it as a 14-fight card for, for Saturday. But tomorrow we'll take a, a first look-see at the uh, the UFC, whatever whatever they're calling it, slate. Is it a Vegas slate? Is it an Apex slate? I have no idea. Uh, but we t- we'll be talking about that tomorrow. And then I'll also be on Crunch Time on, on Saturday for that. And you can listen to the Ground and Pound podcast that's behind, behind the paywall for premium subscribers. We'll be covering that tomorrow. And, uh, and yeah, and I'll see you. See you next time. Answering your DFS strategy questions like I, like I normally do. Here on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.